Thanks for tuning in. The following audio is from Redemption Church, located in the heart of San Francisco, California. We are a multi-ethnic intergenerational church that exists to make disciples. For more information, visit www.redemptionsf.com. jumping back into our teaching series that we've entitled Light of the World. And um, this is often a time where we just get to pause in the annual church calendar because of the nature of the season and to remember ourselves of the work and the might of Jesus Christ, to pause and to remember ourselves of the goodness of the Lord through the historic coming of Jesus Christ. It's really, listen, an opportunity to refocus and to fix our gaze upon Jesus. How many know that the weeks can get long and the months can get busy and the days are long and we can be easily distracted from what God has called us to do and yet this season is a regular reminder to pause and to fix our gaze upon Jesus. This, this season is not just a reminder of what Jesus has done, but this season is also a reminder of what Jesus will do. And so, so we long and wait for his coming. We're reminded that Jesus has come, but we long and we wait. We await his coming again. So it's not just about what he has done, but it's also about what Jesus will do. We are reminded through the Advent season, through this Christmas season, that Jesus hadn't forgotten about us. I just want you to hear that and behold that and take hold of it this morning and, 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 and take that truth and, and memorize it that Jesus hadn't forgotten about you. His very coming, his pursuit of us, as we heard last week, is a reminder that he sees us, he knows us, and he cares for us that Jesus has not forgotten about us. Listen, I, I, I don't know about you, but I hate waiting. I just hate waiting on stuff. I'm the guy that's looking around traffic. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that's refreshing my phone every five seconds. I'm, when, when, when it's time, I'm, I'm looking at my, my watch. I'm kind of counting the minutes. I'm, I just hate waiting. And, you know, my, my wife will tell me, just be patient. I'm like, but, but they should have been here by now. I hate waiting. And, and yet that there's, there's this, this idea here that is wrapped in um, the season of Advent that reminds us to wait, to just wait on the Lord, that our strength may be renewed, that, that our faith may grow, that, that our confidence in Jesus uh, may be strengthened. There, there's this reminder that is wrapped and tethered all throughout this season that teaches us to wait on the Lord. Because, because here's the reality, Chris, I hear you that Jesus has come, but what about my day-to-day? <laughs> like, what about the things that are happening in my life right now? What about the pressures that I experience? What about the stresses that I feel? What about the anxiety that kind of riddles my heart? What about the depression that comes in waves? <laughs> the fear and the self-doubt 
Like, what about those things that I battle on a day-to-day basis? And Advent reminds us to wait on the Lord, to wait on him that he will renew our strength, that not only has he come, but he will come. And he will make all things right. So meet me in Luke chapter 2 as we jump back in. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20 is where we're going to be this morning. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. Listen to the word of the Lord. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were filled with great fear. The angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there, will, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made us made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is God's word. Amen, church? Amen. Amen. Over the years, um, I've just heard all kinds of news. Um, Great news, just scandalous news, horrible news. Over the years, I've heard all kinds of news. And just personally, I've I've experienced all kinds of news. Uh, Just remember very clearly uh, the news of being accepted into uh, certain grad school, undergrad schools and being accepted in certain grad schools when I was uh, sorting through seminary. I remember that news. Uh, the news of having uh, fulfilled the requirements to graduation. I, see, I, I, I told y'all that I hate waiting. I don't know if anybody else would look at their degree audit like, no, you got the same classes that you had this semester, like last month. You have those same classes. Your degree audit hadn't changed. But I was a guy like looking at it like, okay, what else I got to do? So I can get up out of here. Like, what else? And, um, but the news of being prepared and ready uh, to graduate. Uh, I remember uh, dearly the, the, the news of when I was in middle school, I was in eighth grade, when I got the news of the death of my grandmother. I was uh, playing football in eighth grade, and uh, it was during a practice where my mom uh, got in touch with me and reached out that, that my grandmother had passed away. We affectionately called my grandmother Mama, and uh, she was a delightful woman, and so it just broke my heart because we were extremely close to our Mama. And I remember the, the, the news of 
when Whitney and I were hanging out, y'all, and um, I remember when we were, you know, we were just kind of hanging out. We weren't exclusive at, at, at that time, and I decided that I wanted to make things exclusive. So, you know, I, 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 got, I got things ready. So, so, you know, there was, there was a horse and a carriage involved. And I know some of y'all are saying, oh, he's going way overboard. People don't do it. But there was a horse and a carriage involved. There was a rooftop involved. I mean, there was a nice dinner involved. And, um, like, I set it all up. I had flowers for her, you know, kind of were on this rooftop overlooking the city. And I stumble into the words, like, you know, I... I, I want us to be exclusive. I want you to be my girl. And, you know, I'm stumbling across, you know, over these words, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, she kind of stumbled into the response, can I think about it? <laughs> Listen, uh, like, my, I, I wanted to say aloud, you can think about a ride home. That's what you... That's what you can think about. Like, you, if you need some time, let me really give you some time to think about it. Because this horse in the carriage, I, I can ride this a lot now. That's what I wanted to say. I didn't say that. I'm like, uh, 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 okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you can, you can think about it. Um, you know, I was just, the music was playing in the back of my mind already. I don't want to be a player no more. No, I was just like... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I remember that news, y'all, and I, I, I remember the news that we were going to have a baby. I remember how exciting that was. But is there any quiet news than the news around the holiday season, the news that says the food is ready? <laughs> like, is there any quiet news like that? Where, where you get the message like, the food is ready, time to eat, like a voice crying out in the wilderness after you've chomped at the bit for so long to wait for this meal. There's nothing like special news. And, and, and I want you to hear that this was amazing news to the shepherds. Like this was remarkable news. There was no horse in the carriage, you know. But this was unforgettable, memorable news. And their, their hearts exploded when they heard the angel of the Lord say to them, unto you, unto us, a child has been born. This was amazing news. And I love it that God brings the news through a virgin girl, and yet God brings the news through shepherds. Like God didn't use a politician to bring the news. He, he, he didn't use the wealthiest of their day, some governor of the day, but God used shepherds to come and declare the news. It reminds me of the news uh, that, that Mary received of the empty tomb. Like God has a unique way of using the unsuspected. He just has this unique way, and God uses these shepherds. And I imagine because they had been tending to the field, I imagine they probably smelled a bit. 
I, I, I imagine their clothes had been worn and, and their hands were probably, there their probably was filth under their fingernails and God chose to use them to bring news of great joy. What a God we serve. What a God we serve. He turns on its head all the things that society kind of sees as unique and superior. And God says, I'm going to use a virgin named Mary, and I'm going to use shepherds to get my message across. And he uses this great news to bring hope and healing, this transforming news for you and I. So this morning, I want us to spend our time under this thought, good news of the king, good news of the king. I I want you to understand that people in the first century, they were aware of this Old Testament prophecy that mentioned the coming of a Messiah. They, they would be familiar with the covenant that God made with Abraham. He was then known as Abram. They would be familiar with the covenant that God made with Abram in Genesis chapter 12 that says, I'm going to use you to get a blessing through you to all the families of the earth. They would be familiar with that. They were aware of the words in Isaiah chapter 7 and Isaiah chapter 9 that God planned to send the Messiah through the line of David. They would fully understand that one would come to restore and to heal and to bring safety and security to humanity. They knew this. So hear me, even then, they also would understand that that life is just broken. I mean, they would understand that relationships can be broken. They would understand that pain is real. And if you haven't experienced the brokenness and the pain of this life, my encouragement to you is to just keep on living. Just keep on walking out your days. But they would experience this. They they understood the the consequences of their results of of being in bondage to sin. And they, they, they knew what it was like. And yet, when the angel of the Lord comes to them, I would imagine kind of the words of Isaiah chapter 7 and Isaiah chapter 9 kind of reverberating in their mind. When the angel of the Lord comes to them, I'm, I'm sure they would think about Genesis chapter 12 and this covenant that God made to Abram that he would get a blessing through Abram's family to all the families of the earth, not just the Jews, but also the Gentiles as well. They would know about this prophetic word that a Messiah would come. And so it just colors a bit the response of how the shepherds were filled with joy, how excited they were because they understood, they understood this historical picture of a Messiah is to come. Then in the first portion of Luke chapter 2, In a miraculous fashion, Jesus comes. He is born without a place to lay his head. The inn is full. Jesus is laid in a manger. They were... They were... This was the the Airbnb of of their day and of their dollar. What they could afford. He, He was laid there in a manger. And the birth of Jesus is God's way of saying, I understand my people cannot do this life alone. 
because Jesus sees us in our broken relationships. Jesus sees us in our pain. God sees us in our hurt, and he does not leave us to fester on our own. He wraps Jesus in flesh and sends him in the form of a baby. That's good news today, that God sees us. God sees our hurt. God sees our pain, and he does not leave us to ourselves. He sends the gift of a Savior to us. He reminds us that we cannot do this life alone. But the birth of Jesus is God coming near us. He comes in the unlikeliest of forms. He doesn't come as a powerful general. He doesn't come as a Democrat or Republican. He doesn't come as a venture capitalist. He comes as a little child. He comes as a little child. And as we saw last week, his arrival says he is in relentless pursuit of his people. So in our text, um, when, when the shepherds, they are working there in the field and the angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds. And like any of us, the shepherds, the shepherds are startled a bit at this visit. And in fact, the Bible says they were filled with great fear. The word for fear there is uh, in, in the original language because Luke was written in a language called Greek and not in English. Um, it, it is the same word from which we get our word phobia from. The shepherds were in this moment. They are before they are filled with joy. They are gripped with fear. Uh, a few months ago, I was hanging out with somebody in our church um, in uh, the park in Hayes Valley. And uh, we're sitting there, we're just chopping it up, hanging out, having good conversation. And um, as we're sitting there, it's already after dark, and we're sitting in this little park, and y'all, all of a sudden, true story, uh, the biggest rat I've ever seen in all of life runs through my legs. True story. And, and as my soul left my body... I, I leap up. I'm screaming at the same time. I jump up off of my seat. I'm screaming at the same time. I run in the other direction. And, and the, the, the other person didn't see what was going on. So as I leap up, they're like, what in the world? I'm yelling and screaming like, oh, my soul left my body. I was gripped with fear. <laughs> I imagine this is a bit of what the shepherds experience on a greater level, I'm sure, when the angels appeared to them. They, 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 they were in fear. Then look at verse 10 with me. The angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And, and, and really what I want us to do today is to dive into this question of, what makes the birth of Jesus good news of great joy? What's so good about it? And why is there reason to have joy? But even before we do that, I, I want you to notice, don't miss these words, good news of great joy for all the people. 
That's why I, I mentioned Genesis chapter 12, that they, their minds would go back to that because God made a covenant with Abram that I'm going to use you, Abram, to get a blessing, hear it, to all the families of the earth. So when the angel of the Lord says to the shepherds, I'm bringing you good news of great joy to all the people, bells would be going off in their minds. Because God is not just the God of the Jews, but he's the God of the Gentiles as well. That God is not just the God of the wealthy. He's not just the God of the haves, but he's also the God of the have-nots. He's not just the God of the person that has a stainless record. He is not just the God of a person that, that is set up well and has always done well in their education and in their relationships, but he is the God of the one who has made failure and mistakes in their lives. Like God is the God of the broken as well. And this is why the angel of the Lord reminds the shepherds in this way that there's good news of great joy to all the people. So if you're here this morning and, and you have been questioning God, you have been doubting God, what you really miss out on is, is, is this God who is for all the people. You miss out on this God who is, who is for the haves, but is also for the have-nots. He is, he, is he, he is for those with a PhD, but he's also for those with a GED. He, he is for those that can make every bill on time, and he's for those who, who don't even have enough money to get through the month. This is the God of the scriptures, and this is the God of Christmas. Th this is the light that is coming into the world, a light that is shining on all the people, not just the ones with a good family name, not, not, not just the ones who have done things right all of their life, but the ones who have faced failure, the, the, the ones who have faced depression, the ones who have faced anxiety, the, 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 the ones who know what it's like to stand in the abortion line. The ones who have royally messed up and who have faced divorce and brokenness all throughout their addiction, all throughout their families. This is the guy for the God for all the people. Somebody should have said amen right there. It's just, maybe it's just good to me. But he is a God for all the people. But the birth of Jesus, it is good news because of Jesus's work and status. And I'm going to run through these quickly. Good news because of Jesus' work and status. Look at verse 7. It says this, For unto you is born this day in the city of David, who is Christ the Lord. Let me, let me just pause here and tell you for a second that in the midst of the shepherd's work, God reveals the story of Jesus in the midst of a typical day of faithfulness, in the midst, in the midst of as they are going, <laughs> in the midst of living their life and being faithful to God as a shepherd, the story of Jesus is revealed to them. Can, I, can, can, can we just use that to answer some of the questions of our hearts? Like, God, what would you have me to do? 
Like, what's the direction of my life, God? What, what, what do you want me to do with my skills and my, and my life? God, be faithful. Just be faithful with everything God has given you. Uh, be faithful to the kingdom cause and be faithful in your work. And God will reveal much more. He says to the shepherds as they are working good news of great joy for all the people. But I, I, I love this. It, it's, it's, it's incredibly interesting because don't miss these three key words, Savior, Christ, and Lord. <laughs> Savior, Christ, and Lord. Savior means someone who rescues from danger or violence. When you think of Savior, think deliverer. Think preserver. The idea behind the word Christ is that he is the anointed one. Christ, the anointed one. And the idea of Lord is that the idea that he is master or ruler. Listen, this isn't a story about identifying with Mary and Joseph. The birth of Jesus is important because of whose birth it is. This is not, this is not merely a story about uh, Mary and Joseph's greatness, but this is a story about the greatness of our God because he is Savior, Christ, and Lord. I love the, the words of the old scholar Matthew Henry. Uh, says it this way, he is a Savior and he will be a Savior to those only that accept him for their Lord. He is a Savior. He will be a Savior to those only that accept him for their Lord. Hear me out. Jesus cannot be your savior. He cannot be your deliverer. He cannot be your rescuer if he is not your master and your ruler. If he is not your Lord, he isn't your savior. Can't get rescuing without master and Lord. Can't get deliverer without master and Lord. Because some of us want to be saved. Some of us need to be delivered. And we, we long for deliverance from the things that we face. But we don't want him all up in our business. Like, I don't need you controlling my life. I just need to be delivered, right? But he says, he is, he is not just a deliverer. He is not just a rescuer. But he is master and Lord. That's the meaning of Christmas. Let that reality of Jesus set in your heart and in your life that Jesus is Savior, that it reaffirms the very reason he came for the sick and not the well is because he is a rescuer and a deliverer. Jesus came not for those who have it all together, but he came for screw-ups and failures. Jesus said, I've come that they may have life and life more abundantly. That's the meaning of Christmas. That is the meaning of life, light coming into the world. I love what the modern poet um, Jay-Z said in a song one time. He said, God sent me to break the chains. I'm the true and living God in the flesh. What? Listen, Luke says... That position has already been taken. 
This, in fact, is the reason why the birth of Jesus is such good news, because God sent Jesus in the flesh to break the chains, and only he is the true and the living God. This news is so good because God saw us at our greatest point of need. He saw us at our deepest need. And he did not turn his back on us. He initiated toward us by sending Jesus. And that ought to be good news for you and I today. That the story of Advent is a story about a rescuer. <laughs> the story of Advent is a story about a deliverer who has come to conquer all the brokenness in our lives. And he has come to be Lord and not just Savior. Is he Savior to you today? Is, is he Christ to you today? Is he your Lord today? But quickly, the, 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 the birth of Jesus is good news because Jesus is glorious. And I'm going to run through this quick, but the angel of the Lord tells the shepherds of, of, uh, of the Savior who was born and says the sign will be this baby wrapped in uh, poor folks' clothing and lying in a manger. And at that moment, the Bible says a multitude of heavenly hosts showed up. And look at verse 14 to see their response. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Notice the royalty treatment there. Heavenly hosts are crying out, glory to God in the highest. Jesus is dressed not in H&M. Jesus Jesus is not dressed in Ralph Lauren. He's not dressed in Buck Mason, but he is dressed in rags. And they are crying out, glory to God in the highest. There's something unique about him. There's something special about him. There's something glorious about this God. One scholar says this way, even Jesus in his humility, heaven confesses his identity. Even in Jesus' humility, heaven confesses his identity. I'm reminded of Hebrews chapter 1 when the writer says Jesus is the radiance of God's glory. Hebrews says Jesus is the superior, is superior to the angels because he has a name that is more excellent to theirs. And the angel's response in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 6 is, let all God's angels worship him. <laughs> let all God's angels worship him. Why are they responding this way? Because Jesus is supreme, because Jesus is glorious, because of his radiance, because of his splendor, because of his greatness. Hebrews says Jesus is the radiance of God's glory. Let all of God's angels worship him. This is the story of Christmas, that there is this glorious God who has come to do for us what we could never begin to do for one another. And quickly, lastly, the news of Jesus' birth is good because the message of Jesus is revealed and not earned. I love it. There is nothing the shepherds could do to earn this good news. 
There was nothing that Mary and Joseph could do to earn this good news. And the response of Joseph, he knew that there was nothing he could do to earn it. Joseph didn't quite understand and he was prepared to put Mary away quietly because he knew there was nothing he could do to earn the goodness of the Lord that he was seeing. And the shepherds were so in fear, they, they, they were so in awe because they understood that there was nothing they could do to earn the goodness of the Lord, the favor of the Lord upon their lives in this way for the angels of the Lord to appear to them and give them this good news. And in the same way, God says to you and I, there's nothing we could do to earn it. There's no amount of good grades. There's no amount of virginity. There's no amount of church going. There's there's no, there's no amount of, and it's going to be amazing to do so and to do so with our own hands, but there's no amount of um, care package packaging that, that could win us into the good graces of Jesus Christ. Jesus coming said, this is not earned, but this is received. And that's what sets Christianity apart from every other major religion. Every other major religion says, here's what you do to gain the acceptance of our God, of our deity. And Christianity says, here's what God has done for you. <laughs> we cannot see it more clearly than Christmas and the, and, and the Advent season that that. Christ has done for us. He saw us at our greatest point of need and he wrapped himself in flesh. He lived among us. He came to our hood. He lived the life that we could never live. Died the death that was due to us, that we should have died. And by faith, when we put our faith in him, what he does is what's called the great exchange. He exchanges our guilt and our shame for his righteousness. He declares us righteous. Hallelujah. And we, 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 we get to become sons and daughters of the king. Jesus' coming, Jesus' arrival, this good news points to our sonship and our daughtership. Points to the reality that we get to be sons and daughters of the most high king, nothing we could do in and of our own strength. Say yes to Jesus today. Say yes to Jesus today. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your grace. We thank you for confidence and joy that can be found in you. We thank you for hope in life and life more abundantly. We thank you for favor that as we work, that as we fulfill, fulfill your call and your mission upon our lives, oh God, that you will make clear direction for us as you did for the shepherds. That in the mundane of life, that in the faithfulness of their hands, God, you revealed so much more. You revealed the story of Jesus. So God, make us a faithful church. Tether our very lives to your truth. 
Lord, would you give us hope in our waiting? (laughs) Would you give us joy in our waiting? Lord, remind us, Jesus, that light has come. It's come into the world, to every dark place, and it's bringing restoration, bringing deliverance, bringing healing, bringing clarity and direction. Mighty God, remind us today. In Jesus' name, and every heart said, amen.